we don't give up. So, you know, we'll go and we'll give it a try. And if uh, if we have to get out of there for a while, we got to get out of there for a while. But we'll go back and we'll finish when we can. This is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth. Exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host. Welcome everybody. Today we have Jerry, our project manager. We are going to talk about everything natural disasters. As you know, um, everything happening with Hurricane Ida, all the fires in Napa, and um, just fires everywhere are just... um, affecting our communities and also buildings that we take care of so i wanted to talk to jerry uh, um, about this because he's the one that handles those projects hi jerry how are you good and yourself pretty good so tell me um i know um we had to evacuate a couple people from um louisiana for hurricane ida um what was that process like for you um when you had to you know when you knew there was a hurricane coming and we had a a project there going on uh, you know, basically, it basically it, it it just boils down to you know trying to help out the store as much as you can. Um, I mean, if they are in fact boarding up windows or whatever, you know, trying to chip in, trying to make it as as quick and as easy for the the facility as you can, um, and then getting them out of there. You know, uh, we don't. I. I personally, I don't make them take trailers. I don't make them take anything. Man, just hop in your truck, take your credit card, and get to safety. You know, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll figure out afterwards. And then after that, then it's up to um, the customer. You know how fast they want us to come back. Um, you know if there's anything we can do to help. You know. What are some ways that we have been able to help facilities managers with? Um their buildings when it comes to a natural disaster. I know you said um, boarding up um, some of the windows and stuff. What are other ways we can help or we do help? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be, it can be a lot of different things. I mean, even, even just getting out of there can mm-hmm. be a help, you know, cause then that's just one less thing they have to worry about. You know, a lot of, a lot of it is, is being that extra set of hands um, to, just do whatever they need you to do it could be a you know could be plugging drains it could be putting your trailer in such a in such a position as to block debris it could be um it could be a lot of different things you know um how do we uh keep our t- team safe i know part i'm part of the safety um in that and i do the training but it can only go so far because i'm not there um how do you prepare them when you're um when you're given that you're closer to them than I am. Yeah. Most of it is, is, uh, is just not getting away. Okay. You, you know, um, they all have company credit cards. They all have company vehicles. Um, the minute they feel they're in danger, I mean, we've run into tornadoes and we do a lot of work in Oklahoma and the tornado belt, belt through the Midwest there. Um, it, it's always like, Hey, the minute you don't feel safe, or the get out of there, get as far away as you as you need to go, so that you feel okay. I I don't uh, I don't set limits on what they can and can't do uh, to keep themselves out of harm's way. I, I don't believe anybody else in the company does either. How can we stay proactive when we know there's actually a um, 
storm or a tornado coming. I know um, some of our foremen have um, the uh, weather watch on their phones and all that stuff, but like, what are other things that we can prepare the buildings for? I know you said drain plugs and stuff, but that's like when it's happening, right? Like, is there stuff that we can be like, okay, we're going to be in this area um, and there's tornadoes here or there's always fires here. We're going to add, I don't know, water. (laughs) Well, that's not I mean, when when natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes, things like that, it's not pretty rare. Pretty rare you get a month's warning. You know, a lot of times those things, a lot of times those things kind of happen within a couple of days. Um. So and it just it all goes back to the you know I mean a if if they're on their way to somewhere where we know there's going to be some some kind of terrible weather I mean obviously we would you know hey don't go you know we'll deal with the customer on a corporate level yeah as far as that stuff goes I would never send anybody purposely right into harm's way I just I wouldn't do it so then um in the aftermath of an event what is to be expected when there's damage to the building um so that that's a uh that we take direction from the from the customer um i know the sam's club there was some damage done to that building in uh was it huma huma louisiana yeah so there is some uh damage that was done to that um parts of some ephus i believe were ripped off and things like that uh you know we were we had already started the project so we have every intention of uh finishing it um we're just waiting on the uh, the customer to let us know when the repairs are, are finished and you know and i don't see any reason in louisiana why you know we could run that one really late into the year so i don't see any reason it doesn't get finished this year so and it, when you were saying eve's repairs and stuff like that um we already do those repairs would that be included in the project or would that be a sort of a change order kind of process oh, no. Uh, that's actually so when when uh, damage like that's done to the building, that's way way above our. We don't get involved in that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I mean they have full on company. Most of the stuff we do are small repairs. Okay. Um, anything where you're missing half a wall, that's not not generally something our our crews in particular would get involved in. So, how many projects got interrupted? Um, because of natural disasters that are happening all around the U.S.? Uh, it's just one this year that I know of. Uh, there's always weather delays. There's always, you know, it, you know, we've got some stuff going on in New York where they've gotten um, pounded with rain, and that does cause its own set of problems. But, you know, uh, we're really good at uh, figuring it out and making it work. So, Can you give us some examples of what those problems are? Uh, so, well, the one we're working on right now, that's, you know, when they have like that heavy, heavy rain and the driving, it, it if you have any openings in, in your coating, you're going to get uh, a lot of water in your walls. Um, so at that point, then, you you know, you, you got to do what you can to get that wall dry before you coat it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, otherwise it's pointless, it's just going to fall off in a month anyway, so. Um, is that also the reason why um, sometimes after it rains, um, you know, our crews that have to wait until it dries off because of the peeling and the humidity? Some, sometimes, 
it really depends on the, the overall shape of the wall. If the, if the wall is in good shape and the coatings are all holding just fine, basically you just got to wait to dry to the touch. But if there's openings and, and paint missing and you got open concrete or, or whatever the substrate may be, uh, yeah, then you, you know, they all have moisture meters and they, they test, test the moisture content. Uh, there's guidelines in which we have to follow in order to mm. coat a wall. What are some other um, so, steps we take when it comes to the weather actually affecting our projects? Uh, well, you know, I mean, last year we ran into a couple of stores where we actually ran into the winter where we actually had to build shelters around areas um, and heat them. Um, which is an option. It's not a great option because it takes a long time and it's very expensive, um, but it can be done. Um, other than that, if you have, you know, if we have had projects in the past where you're looking at a week straight of rain, um, we try to find something close so that the guys can go and start another project so that they can keep moving so we can keep making progress. Um, other than that, it, it, you know, it's just kind of getting kind of do what you got to do to mm -hmm. make it work, you know. Um, well, during these projects and knowing, you know, um, there was a natural disaster coming, did you have to make any tough decisions? Not, not tough. Well, when the, guys, when the guys are in harm's way, get them to safety. It's not a tough decision at all. How do you think, so. um, how, do, how do communities recover from a natural disaster like this? A lot of, for a lot, it seems like a lot of times, you know, they wait for the worst of it to be over, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then they, they start putting things back together slowly, you know, and, and uh, cleaning things up slowly and, and taking one part at a time. And it's kind of, you know, it's a process. It's not like, uh, you know, Huma probably, it's not like that's going to be taken care of in, in a week. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to take a long time and a lot of people. Um, even even like getting lift equipment off their property um, had to be a coordinated deal because it's it's hard to even get uh, big equipment in there to move stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just a you know it's just a matter of patience and and uh, trying not to get too far ahead of yourself, you know. Do you think it's wise to rebuild in the same locations where these natural disasters keep happening? What's your opinion on that? What are, what, what are your options? You're not going to move a town. Mm -hmm. You're not going to, you know right. what I mean? Um, and a lot of people, for a lot of people, you know, that's their homes. You know, and a lot of people, like, that's just part of where they live. You know, the, the tornado belt, mm -hmm. that's just part of it. That's part of living where they live it's not great and it's not wonderful but it, you know that's their home so you know I don't, I don't see how i don't see how that'd be right to try and take that away from them that's and that's but that's my mm -hmm. opinion i um i agree with you and then i don't agree with you i don't know if that makes sense um in a sense you know if it keeps happening for example in the area where hurricane katrina and you know they're rebuilding and they're still rebuilding and all of a sudden there's another hurricane like does it is it worth it if you think about it i think that yeah i i think like uh you know what you're talking about i i think they did change a lot of things i think the engineers came up with uh, better solutions and better you know and i do think i do think maybe they they stopped building on lower planes and they try to build higher, higher elevations, I believe. I, I know. So some of that goes on, you know, I, I guess there's workarounds if you want it bad enough. 
She's like, what should people not on the ground know when dealing with a natural disaster like that? As far as like my end of things, I don't take any, I don't gamble with that kind of stuff. And I don't think the company would advocate gambling with that kind of stuff either. Um, if there's some dangerous things coming, we're not going to be there. Nobody's going to make our guys sit there and, and see what happens. You know, uh, they're gone. They're gone. They're safe. And, you know, if uh, when it's over, if everything's fine, they'll be right back there to finish it up. But, you know, it's not... It's not worth the not worth the gamble for me yeah. for, for me or the company I would imagine. Speaking of gambling, um, there is a sort of gamble going on with our products um, being shipped on time and stuff. Do you foresee any shortages with um, with supplies oh my God. because of there everything happening? There are shortages everywhere with everything, uh, everything from paint to paper to. Um, I'm actually doing a little remodeling in my house. I can't get uh, electrical stuff. There's so there's shortages everywhere. And the good part is, is there's enough variety of products where you know there there are substitutions that'll work just as well. So we haven't had to to straight up you know cancel anything. Um, we've been able to find substitutions and. Uh, um, and keep moving. Um, sort of like the, the top coats and stuff, but there has been some shipping delays. Um, that's been, that's been probably the worst, you know, uh, trying to get product to the site because we don't use a lot of our coatings don't come, aren't stuff that you can go and buy at Lowe's aren't, isn't stuff that you can go buy at your hardware store. Um, and even like, you know, your local Sherwin Williams, we're not using house paints, to coat these buildings it's not you know it's that's not really what we do so some of that stuff's a little little tough to get your hands on is it because of the bulk orders and everyone ordering i uh, know from what my understanding is a lot of it's the uh, materials uh it's it's the stuff they need to make the stuff oh. um it's uh, we actually ran into with Stowe in particular, uh, had a little trouble getting some stuff tinted. They, so it was like they didn't even have the the materials to make the tint. Oh, interesting. There's been some of that going on too. Yeah. You know. So um, I guess my last question is, um, how do you stay positive with everything <laughs> happening, and just like projects um, sometimes not going as planned? Hmm. I, my main concern is my guys. My main concern is keeping their morale up, um, keeping them hopeful, keeping them positive, keeping them moving, um, trying to keep them in the loop as far as information that specifically pertains to them. I, I don't get, I don't get really caught up in meeting any particular deadlines or, or anything like that. I mean, obviously we do our best, um, but my main concern is making sure my guys are okay. And, you know, by doing that, they go faster. They do better work. They do, you know, they're happier. They're, they're more energized. And I, I think that's the key to most of it. I agree with you on that. Um, I really do like the way um, the honesty and transparency you are with your crews and they, 
really appreciate that. Um, well, Jerry, thank you for being here with us again. We really appreciate you taking the time to do another podcast with us. Um, we, we know you're busy, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.